Learning Torah as a Tikkun of the Heart Rabbi Baruch Sholem Ashlag, the son of the great Kabbalist Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag, wrote many articles on how to apply the teachings of his father in our everyday lives. In truth, all the teachings of the Kabbalah, whether we're discussing the development of the spiritual worlds and the arrangement of the Sefirot, or whether we're discussing our will to receive ourselves alone, actually all discuss the same thing. How to come closer to our soul, closer to the Creator. Rabbi Avraham Mordechai Gottlieb, the pupil of Rabbi Baruch Hashlag, wrote on this as follows. We need to define what is intended by the term, the inner aspect of the Torah, what's called the Sodot HaTorah. Many people think that whoever studies the Zohar and the writings of the Ari is already a Kabbalist, proficient in the inner secrets of the Torah. But this is a complete mistake. People think that if someone knows, for example, gematrias, which are numerical values of holy names, or kavanot, or the names of the Svirot, he must be on a high spiritual level. This is nonsensical. These are only vessels for the inner meanings of the Torah, and for sure, they are not the secrets of the Torah themselves. The inner aspect of the Torah, the Sod, is the light of God himself, who is concealed in the Torah. As the Zohar itself says, the name Torah means, it teaches and reveals what was obscure and unknown. As one of the early Hasidic masters, Rabbi Mushalam Hela, wrote in his work, Yoshe Divrei Emet, the Zohar means that the Torah teaches and reveals God to a person. It is he who is hidden in the Torah. The entire Torah is a covering and a garment for the revelation of the light of God. A person needs to believe that in every letter of the Torah is hinted how we can come closer to God. So we need to ask the question, how should we learn Torah in order to come to this light of God? To answer this question, Rabbi Ashlag teaches that there are four modalities through which we learn Torah for the purpose of coming closer to God. These consist of, firstly, learning the Torah so that we may know what the halachot and the mitzvot are and how to keep them. Everyone needs this knowledge because learning Kabbalah does not exempt a person from keeping the revealed Torah and fulfilling the mitzvot in actual practice that are given to us. On the contrary, Rabbi Chaim Vital, the great student of the Holy Ari, stated clearly in his introduction to the Ari's great work, the Eitz Chaim, that a person who studies the Kabbalah without practical involvement with the mitzvot of the Torah is like a soul without a body, unable to express itself or to make conscious the soul's desires and actions. The second modality of learning the Torah is to learn the Torah in order to fulfill the mitzvah of daily Torah study, as it is written in the book of Joshua, and you shall meditate on it day and night. The importance of the commandment of learning the Torah and particularly of fixing a daily time for its study cannot be overestimated. Otherwise it gets pushed aside in the hurly-burly of the day. Indeed, the Mishnah tells us 
that not only is it one of the mitzvot that has no fixed measure, but it is one of the mitzvot with which we draw closer to God, both in this world and in the next world. And indeed, in this manner, it surpasses all others. These first two modalities that we've mentioned of learning the Torah are accessed primarily through our intellect. We need to understand what the Torah is saying, and thus we do first need to approach Torah with our mind. At this point, many people stop. They think if they've comprehended what they're learning in an intellectual way, that is enough. But Rabbi Ashlag teaches us that there are two further levels of learning the Torah. The third modality is the correction of the heart. That means the correction of the will. What does my heart desire? The will that we're all born with and remain subject to until we start our work in Torah and Mitzvot is the will to receive for ourselves alone. This is called the ego. It is an old and foolish king. Old because we've known it a long time and foolish because it takes us away from our true purpose for which we were created. But it is king because it rules our desires. We see these desires are indeed expressed by the heart. When we're angry or excited, we feel it by our heart racing, by our bodily reactions. It is our heart and also our body that truly expresses our desires. We may think in our minds that we want to draw closer to God and indeed we imagine it. It is indeed the first step, but it is the response of the heart in both good and difficult circumstances that tells us where we're really at, what we're really looking for, what makes us happy and what we are upset by. When our heart is ruled by the will to receive for ourselves alone, then it expresses feelings according to the satisfaction of the ego. As a consequence of the purpose of creation, which is the Creator's desire to give pleasure to the created beings, we all want to feel happy and we will work for our happiness. However, if we work to obtain our happiness by fulfilling the desires of the ego, we discover two things. One, that such happiness doesn't last. And two, that we've drawn further away from the Creator because the ego only wants to receive for itself whereas the Creator's desire is only that of giving goodness. Our desire for pleasure traps us, and anyone who's ever tried to work against his ego by simply telling it to be quiet and leaving him alone, or by directly opposing it, knows that these methods simply don't work. In fact, because the ego is a vessel that God has made, we find that it is God who has to deal with it also. The sages pointed this out in the Talmud when they said, I created the evil inclination. I created the Torah as the healing medicine for it. So why don't we just leave it all up to God? Just sit back and say, well, I can't deal with this anyhow, so why bother? Hmm. On this, the sages also said, I laboured and I found, believe it. I did not labour and I found, do not believe it.
In other words, we can't just sit around hoping that one day God will deal with our ego for us. We do need to work. How should we work? The answer is, we do need to try to do all that we can to rectify our ego. And the reason we need to try in every possible way is twofold. Firstly, to manifest our desire to deal with it. And secondly, to come to understand our need for God to help us. Because it's actually only when we really try every possible avenue and then some more, only then do we find that we turn to God in prayer from the depths of our heart. Only then can we really say to him, if you don't help us, no one will. To come to this depth of desiring to rectify the ego is only through the light of the Torah. It's this light that we gain when we study the Torah in order to rectify the heart. The Torah is acting as a mirror for us, showing us our own wills to receive and how they cause us to separate from the Creator. If it were not for the Torah and the light that's in it, we would have no possibility of seeing the damage that the will to receive for ourselves alone does to us. It is the Torah that inspires us to want to come close to the Creator. This is why Rabbi Avam Ibn Ezra, the great Torah commentator of the Middle Ages, said, Know that all the mitzvot that are written in the Torah, or that our fathers instituted, even though most of them are acts for us to do or words for us to say, all of them have the purpose of the rectification of the heart. For God seeks all the hearts and understands all the thoughts. And as the psalmist says, God gives goodness to those who are good and straighten their hearts. It was in this that King David admonished his son Solomon when he proclaimed him king after him. And you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and worship him with a whole heart and with an eager soul. For the Lord seeks all hearts and he understands the thoughts of every creation. If you seek him, he will be found to you. But if you forsake him, he will abandon you. First Chronicles chapter 28 And so Rabbi Ibn Ezra concludes, You should know that the Torah was only given for people to correct the heart. Rabbi Boruch Ashlag at a Rosh Chodesh gathering once said, Cleaving to true books of the Torah works on a person and brings him to the same desires and powers that the authors had. The purpose of the study is not the knowledge per se, but the knowledge is the means by which a person can come to desire holiness in his heart and this is the will to give benefit unconditionally. In the end of the matter, everything is understood. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole purpose of man. Kohelet. And this is the measure of his stature. The ultimate modality of learning Torah comes when the person has already achieved the level of correcting his heart so that he desires to receive only for the sake of giving. 
He desires to come to Dvekut with his creator. And then the light of God is revealed to him through the Torah. And he sees that every letter, every word of the Torah is a name of God. Each one a vessel for the revelation of the light of God in the hearts of man and in the world. This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yedita Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yedita Cohen are available through the Horus School online. Details at www.nahoraschool.com or www.nahorapress.com.